Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 152 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was Seattle hardcore punk faction fucked and bound with terror off of their uh, their record Suffrage. Suffrage is a record they put out back in 2018, I believe. It was on Atomic Action Records, but they're re-releasing it uh, courtesy of Quiet Panic on Friday, today. And uh, it's, 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 a, it's a bit of a bonus compared to the last one. It's got new artwork. It's kind of a bridge piece between this and their upcoming full length in 2021. Um, it also includes a Sonic Youth cover of Cool Thing. Um, it's, it's a, as you heard, an abrasive, fast, in-your-face, hardcore punk uh, styling. So uh, if you like that type of shit, then check it out. Fucked and Bound. Uh, quite a name. And uh, y- you won't forget it. At least I won't. And if I do, I'm sure they'll happily remind me, and angrily remind me, a very angry-sounding band. Maybe they got their reasons. I don't know. I never asked. I never talked to them, but I assume they've got some stuff to be pissed off about, because don't we all? Well, I know I do. Liberal Mother Nature just dropped a shit ton of snow on us here in uh, Pennsylvania, and I'm, I'm tired of shoveling. I'm done shoveling. I think I only shoveled twice, but that's two times too many for the year, and I've had it with Mother Nature. Anyway, what's happening on this episode of Getting It Out Podcast? Well, I have drummer extraordinaire of DC's um, Death, Doom, Sludge, Crust, Metal uh, Band, Joshi Bratel of Ilsa. Could you follow me there? I confuse myself even. It's Joshi, the drummer from Ilsa. He's my interview on this week's, this week's episode of the podcast, and it's great. How about that? Bet you didn't expect a Tony the Tiger uh, impersonation there to start this episode off and uh, well that's what I do I keep things unpredictable but let's do something very predictable let's play the intro music for getting it out podcast here is the illustrious hot zone yeah what's good all you bitches and bitches it's the illustrious hot zone back at it again with another podcast intro they said oh you want to do a podcast intro for the getting it out podcast I said oh shit I gotta write a rap first don't I they said no you don't gotta write a rap first Hardcore podcast said, all right, I think I can maybe make that happen. Let's see what we can do. Kick it. Make family out of friends. Make friends out of enemies. Peace to my family. Make friends till they bury me. All the places we've been. We're never sitting it out. We be getting it in. Where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been. We're never sitting it out. We be getting it in. Where you getting it out? Hello, hello, hello. 
Did I do a good job of doing that? That's my first attempt at uh, self-harmonizing on the spot, on the podcast, on episode 152. I can't promise it'll be my last attempt, but I do suspect it will be. So uh, rest easy. If you're worried about more harmonizing, there will be none, most likely. No guarantees. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, the year is wrapping up. Christmas is right around the corner, which means New Year's is right there as well. And we can all blindly and violently go into 2021 and think it's going to be different at all from this year because uh, things look pretty similar around the corner. But, you know, whatever. There's a vaccine. There's stimulus checks. There's all sorts of things to be <laughs> to look forward to, to be thankful for. Like, uh, I don't know. There's, there's, there, there's not murderous bugs. The murder. That's all right. This is one thing that was good about 2020 is that uh, murder hornets were overly exaggerated. Those things aren't weren't aren't going to be. Maybe maybe I'm just being optimistic. Aren't as big of a problem as originally suspected and originally named. You can't name things murderous if they don't. Uh, do significant murders. Okay, you, you could call anything murderous. But unless it like murders on the regular. And murder only applies to people, by the way. Uh, I know a bunch of vegans out there will disagree with me. But, uh, you, you know, you kill a cow. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a guy who killed a cow. You kill a person, you're a murderer. You kill a cow, you're a farmer. Whether that's fair or not, I don't know. But so let's 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 relax until these hornets start murdering people. Um, let's let's change their name to killer hornets. We never had this issue with killer bees. Actually, I do remember in the '90s, killer bees were uh, were very suspicious and very uh, very worried that they were going to kill some people around my town. You know, <laughs> rural Pennsylvania. We had to worry about killer bees, same as we had to worry about uh, quicksand. And also, this was just the '90s, though. And I always say in the '90s. You know, a lot of people say quicksand was supposed to be more of a problem. I say killer bees were supposed to be more of a problem. And I thought there was going to be a lot more gentlemen named Montel. Turns out there's only two. Uh, but, you know, that's that was just the way it was in the 90s. And things are a little bit different now. I guess it makes sense, though, because we're like, uh, how many years has it been since the 90s? 20? It's 20. Yeah, it's 2020. So it's been 20 years since the 90s. That's crazy, man. How's that for an observation? Good grief. I can't believe you guys listen to this. Um, okay. Anyway, speaking of people who listen to this, I want to thank all of those who have signed up for the Patreon so far. I ran into a good problem here. I ran into a problem where I've had uh, people sign up internationally, which presents a little bit of a problem of how I'm going to mail you the sticker and the pin. Not a big problem. It's a pretty easy problem. It just It's just one I didn't anticipate. So uh, for all those who signed up for the Patreon, whether near or far, I totally appreciate you more than the other people that are listening that didn't and won't. Like, head and shoulders, I appreciate you way more than the people who are just regular listening and not really supporting. Even if they say nice things to me, they should say nice things to me and also sign up for the Patreon. I mean, I like you all, but I like you guys way better. So thank you to all the Patreon subscribers. Uh, keep an eye out, Patreon subscribers, for a new episode of Getting It Out Radio. should be out this week or next. Um, also, for Patreon subscribers, for the I think the $3 tier, uh, which is tier 3, top of, the, top, of the, top of the charts there, top of the pops, top of the, top of the heap. That's what I'm looking for, top of the heap um, for Patreon subscribers. You can look at the upcoming guests list. It's very long at this point. I'm in a, a long week of recording interviews. I've knocked out um, not even half of them this week. I've not even I've, I've knocked out a few. I've I've had one at least every day this week, and I'm not even halfway through my list for just the week. All right, there's a lot of cool guests coming up, um, some long overdue ones. I'm gonna wrap up the year with a very cool one, a uh, reoccurring guest uh, that I'm I'm very pleased to have back on. Anyway, lots to look forward to, but still plenty to look forward to on episode 152 of Getting It Out Podcast. As I mentioned, this episode features Joshi from Ilsa. He is the drummer. He also plays drums, uh, played drums in Integrity for a while, does some behind-the-scenes stuff with them. But Ilsa is his main bitch, as he says. He never said that. I just made that up. Um, and uh, and they've been at it for a long time, and they're really cool, crushing, doom-death-sludge metal 
I said that earlier, but that's what I'm saying. Again, I don't know how to categorize them exactly. They kind of transcend a couple of underground genres, and I think that's a really cool thing that they do. Anyway, we're going to talk about that a bit. We're going to talk about quite a few things, and I hope you enjoy it. Josh is a funny guy, and uh, it was a pleasure to have him on here. As usual, I want to play you a song before we get started with the interview. This is Poor Devil from Ilsa. Hey, what else am I going to do on a Tuesday night? I just, you know what I just did? I just watched the, the 2014 version of Little Rascals. Have you, did you, did you know that exists? Oh yeah. Wait, 2014? Yeah. No, I did not know that existed. I knew there was one in the nineties. Yes. And that's one that I love. 
that's that's beloved to me. That was my well, a sick day movie for me. But but this one uh, is it's one of the worst I've seen. I can imagine, man. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that uh, one in the '90s so many times because it was playing at the Dollar Theater near my house. <laughs> and any movie that was playing at the Dollar Theater, I just went and saw a million times. No, oh, it's it's worth it. That one that one deserves it. That that in <laughs> that in Dennis the Menace from the '90s or, or two, I hold in high regard. But anyway, okay. anyway, <laughs> I just watched the 2014 one and it was a disappointment. So I need you to uplift, uplift my spirits, uh, and I think you'll do that. I kind of look like a grown-up spanky. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> All right, Josh. So, um, so I met you a bunch of times. Uh, we don't know each other really well, though. Um, but, uh, but I thank you for for doing this. And it was nice to have Dom set it up. Um, I do this. I don't know how familiar you are with uh, the podcast, but I've, but I've, I've been able to have like a lot of a lot of really cool guests on. It's all it, you know, kind of goes all over the place with with uh, extreme music, I guess you can call it. You know, sometimes it's hardcore, uh-huh. sometimes it's death metal, sometimes it's thrash, so, whatever. And uh, and Ilsa fits into this. And uh, I've been, I've I don't know when you guys exactly came on my radar. I know I have I know I I have a hard time pronouncing your album titles. Um, for several, for several different reasons, but the one I remember buying that, uh, I guess it would be the second full length at, um, Soundgarden. On, uh-huh. on, what's that called? Il Tutti, what's the, what's the name of that record for? Oh, Tutti Il Colori del Buio. Yeah, yeah. How am I supposed to say that? But that one, I remember buying yeah, that yeah. record. And the, we didn't even get it right. It's supposed to be Tutti E Colori del Buio. We misspelled it. What does that, what does that even mean? It means it's Italian. It's an old Italian uh, horror movie called All the Colors of the Dark. Wow, I should have just asked my wife. My wife's Italian. She could have told me that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, okay. So I remember, I remember buying that that record, the original. Is there only one pressing? There's, the, I guess, it's the original pressing at, at Soundgarden in Baltimore when I was living there and getting really yeah, into that. I only had the one pressing. Yeah, and it, I, th- I think it's. I thought I thought it was awesome. And then shortly after that, I think you ended up on a three eight nine. But anyway, so that's where that's that was my introduction to you guys, and ever since then, um, I've been I've been, I love when I hear when I see records come out. I listen, you know, I've, I'm into I'm into all of them. Is basically what I'm trying to say. I saw you guys a ton, cool, man. Um, and uh, and I don't know. So so anyway, just I, I'm all, it's it's you're one of the bands that I love seeing your uh, ascension. Like I love seeing the, the the steps. I got to see it before you were a three eight nine. Then it was a three eight nine. Then it was relapse, <laughs> and now you know you keep. You keep uh, taking taking steps. It's very cool. This last album, Prayer, that you just put out on November twentieth. Um, how's that? How's that? How's that going over so far? Uh, people seem to like it. Uh, getting good reviews uh, for the most part. Got a couple like stinkers, but you know that's expected, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> most people like it. <laughs> how do you how do you, uh, how do you deal with bad reviews? Do you, do you, do you brush them off, or do you, does they offend you? I you gotta brush them off. Especially when you play what we play, because not even people into metal aren't all going to love what we do. So, like, people that just aren't into this kind of thing, if they're going to review a record, they're just not going to like it. You know, nothing you can do about that. Right, right. Doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad record. It just means they're just not into it. No, I always say, as somebody who's reviewed records for years, that, uh, like, a record reviewer's opinion doesn't really mean shit. It's just that they get to put it out there for other people to read. Like, yeah, like it, it does like, ah, man, I've given terrible, I, I, I hate that I did, but I've given terrible reviews to records for like a lot of years. I was, that was like the thing I love to do is give bad reviews. <laughs> and, and now I wish I never had, you know, just growing up because it's, because it's really pissing on something that people work real hard on. But, but at the same time, it just doesn't matter. Your, your negative opinion doesn't, <laughs> doesn't really matter. You know, but yeah, I think I used to take it a lot more seriously when I was younger, but now it's like, I'm not making this music for other people at this point, really. I'm just making music I want to hear. So if I like it, that's not that I don't care about other people's opinions, but that's the main thing is whether I'm into it. Yeah, it's good. And I think that's, I think you find that with, well, I found that with, with doing this with, uh, with a lot of people who've been doing it for a while. That's not like a, an opinion you start with. No, I think when you, when you start, you really want everybody to love what you're doing, of course. 
but you've quickly learned that not everybody loves what you're doing. I don't care what you're doing. <laughs> you get beaten to the ground too. You only care about yourself. <laughs> no, but all right. So, so you know, let's let's go let's go way back to like where did let's just go with you. Where how did you yourself get into this heavy music to begin with? Like, how, where did, what did you discover that made you interested in playing or listen even listening to heavy music? Oh, I can tell you exactly what it was. Um, Because I didn't listen to music for a long time, until I was in high school. I just had no use for it, and especially metal, because I grew up in uh, PG County, Maryland. And I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, uh, Heavy Metal Parking Lot? Yeah, of course. These are the people that lived in my neighborhood (laughs) that were into metal. It was like nightmare people. And they would be the like playground behind my house blasting Twisted Sister, You're Gonna Burn in Hell, and it would scare me, and I would just like <laughs> avoid all that stuff. That sounds awesome. So, yeah, well, now it sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Back then, they were just dickhead bullies. But uh, And so I didn't want to have anything to do with metal. But then when I was in high school, I went with a friend of mine to a record store um, near our house, and they had free samplers that earache sampler the uh i think it was a grind crusher sampler tape and i was like oh well it's free i'll take it so i took it and i went home and i listened to it and i was like bolt thrower was on there and napalm death and you know carcass and all this stuff and I, it blew me away because i never ever heard death metal or grindcore or anything like that and so i was like dang there is good music <laughs> And uh, so I went back to the record store the next day and bought Bolt Thrower in Battle There Is No Law and, like, just wore that tape out. And that was where I started on all that stuff. That's very impressive. Nobody starts with something <laughs> as cool as Bolt Thrower. <laughs> uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, it all starts... Well, I mean, when I was a kid, I, like, you know, was into Weird Al and stuff like that, but I, I don't consider that as part of my actual <laughs> musical, you know, you coming up. Do you, do you ever go back to Weird Al? <laughs> Always. Actually, oh. I have a playlist on Spotify of all of his polka medleys, because uh, on every album he does a polka medley of all the current <laughs> pop songs, and, and so I put them all together in one playlist. Whenever I want to hear it, I put it on there. That's that's impressive. See, that's that, that's <laughs> it's that's formative stuff, you know. Weird Al, what for you? I, mean, I don't know how old you are, but for you, what Weird Al? What was what was happening with Weird Al when you found him? Oh, Weird Al. This was this was Eat It era. This was prime Weird Al. <laughs> See, I was I'm a I'm a well born in the '80s, but basically a, I was born in '84. But so that makes me like really a '90s kid. So, yeah. so to me, the Weird Al was uh, Amish Paradise. <laughs> oh, that's a good one too. Which is where and, I live. Uh, I live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, so I live in Amish Paradise. So it's, that's the really important Al, Weird Al stuff to me. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I think everybody has their own Weird Al song. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's just us two, but you know. <laughs> it could be. Hmm. All right, Mine so- would be Nature, Nature Trail to Hell on a, of uh, Weird Al in 3D. That's about, <laughs> it's about horror movies. I'm not familiar with that one. Well, so, <laughs> But you, you're, uh, the horror thing kind of comes in here, right, with, with Ilsa too. So we can, we can, we can build off of that. The, uh, so you, you, you get into Bolt Thrower, Weird Al's getting you into horror movies, or maybe the other way around. Um, when did you start? When did you, if you didn't start listening to music until you were in high school, when did you start playing drums? Oh, I didn't start. Uh, when I got, as soon as I started listening to music, I wanted to play music. Because um, I went to a, an arts oriented high school and there were all these musicians around and stuff. And uh, I thought it was awesome, even though I was doing visual art like hanging out with these guys made me want to play. So I started on bass, but it quickly became apparent that there were just not many drummers around who wanted to play this kind of thing. So I just picked up drums as a necessity. Yeah. There still aren't many drummers around, are there? No. (laughs) (laughs) Your services are valuable. You, You chose well. I, even though there aren't very many drummers around, I hesitate to say that my services are valuable. <laughs> well, I, th- I, I I disagree with you, but the but so so you start playing so you start playing drums and you listen to Bolt Thrower. So when did when do you actually get to the point that you're joining or forming a band? Let's see. Uh, 
Well, I formed lots of bands and never played shows, which I think everybody does. Um, the first band I was in that played a show was a band called Decimate, which is a horrible name. And uh, we were basically just a noisy, hardcore band. We didn't really know what we were doing. And, and the drummer, this I didn't play drums in this band. I played guitar in this band. And uh, the drummer had such a cheap drum set that one of his toms was a bongo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, we played a couple shows and, and broke up. But uh, I'm trying to think what my first, like, the first band that was regularly playing shows was a punk band I played drums for called No Sense at All. And uh, we played around D.C. and Baltimore a bunch, never really got out of town or anything. Yeah, and is that, is that where you found, or were you, did you already find the D.C. punk metal scene, whatever you want to call it? Um, I don't know if I ever found the dc <laughs> punk and metal scene and there there was one there was like as far as punk goes there's like crispus addicts and bands like that out here but there were no like crust bands or like heavier bands from dc that's what i always was into so i ended up playing with people from baltimore a lot and i, I formed a band called Ocklocracy up in baltimore that was a real like crust band like serious crust band and uh that was my first band where we, we played out of town and like we broke up before we could put a record out but we were gonna put a record out that kind of thing yeah what did, what, what drew you to the crust scene or the crust sound i should say i think i really like the aesthetic of it it was like death metal likes to think of itself as real dark and dismal and stuff but it's really kind of cartoonish not that i have anything not that that's bad, you know what I mean? But yeah. when you get into the to crust, you get more like seriously like downer type imagery. And like <laughs> everybody's everybody's uh, dirty and, and wearing rags and stuff. It's just like there's a, an aesthetic to it that I, I don't know. I just like it spoke to me at the time. It still does. Very black and white and uh, scratchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why all the Ilsa records are still black and white. I just love that aesthetic. Well, yeah. Well, and well, I mean, we'll get to it. But you do, you do all the art for Ilsa, right? I do. I'd say eighty percent. Eighty percent. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to talk to you about that then. But so, so you do, you do a couple of these bands, um, and then eventually, how does Ilsa get formed? Is that is? It, I think I might be skipping ahead here. But was there a Time of the Wolf? Is that a band that that happens? Yeah, that actually led directly to Ilsa. Um, Time of the Wolf was sort of a thrash i don't want to say it was black metal but we were sort of edging toward that kind of thing but more of a thrash band and uh that's when we decided we wanted to just like go balls out satanic <laughs> like, <laughs> so time of the wolf was just like all over the place like goat heads and like we had a picture of like mary holding jesus and mary's like a snarling wolf about to eat jesus you know stuff like that yeah and uh, we did that for a while. And then one night we played a show and our guitar player, Dylan, uh, got into an altercation with this guy and tried to punch him. But he was, the guy he was punching was on the other side of a window. So he punched through the window and cut his arm real bad, cut the tendons in his arm on the glass. So he couldn't play guitar anymore. So that band broke up. Um and that's when we decided to form Ilsa. It was actually originally going to be called Downtime of the Wolf. <laughs> but uh, we we formed Ilsa with the plan on like Dylan getting better and going back to the Time of the Wolf. But it just didn't work. Ilsa sort of took on a life of its own. And uh, Dylan is now the the sixth member of the group. He came back to us finally like last year. Well, that's a pretty, that's a pretty uh, cool breakup story. I don't know. <laughs> that's 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 very uh, that's got some lore to it. So it's like mythical, but it happened, and it's that happened at the uh, at the Corpse Fortress. Actually, what we named our album after. Oh, I never I never went to the Corpse Fortress. Never went there. That was the ha- house venue, right? Yeah. 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 A lot of bad bad stuff went on down there. <laughs> I remember it existing, and I but I just remember it not going because I never left Baltimore. But yeah, that yeah. Was, yeah. Um, so, so, but when you start, when you start, uh, 
Ilsa, like you said, you were going satanic with Time of the Wolf. But it, but if I, I mean, I have a, I have a Time of the Wolf CD around here somewhere. I don't know the last time I listened to it, but I don't remember it being heavy like Ilsa is. Or is no. it? Or am I wrong? No, no, it definitely isn't. I think we played in Drop D or something like that, and it was more more like a Slayer type thing. And it's funny to say that Slayer isn't that heavy, but let's face it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So so when you started Ilsa, was it was was the intentional direction to take things a step heavier, make it you know more yes. much more crushing? Yeah. yeah, that was totally the idea because we were listening to a lot of coffins at the time and a lot of uh, Burning Witch, and uh, we just sort of wanted to go as low and and stupid as we could. Well, that's all, and you know you know what's kind of, now you say that I actually just received a new coffins record in my email inbox today that band puts out so much fucking music it's really hard to keep up with um and we really were excited about putting out a split with them they were just like yeah we'll do a split with you and it's like i mean i am thrilled to have put a record out with them because they're they really are one of the bands that that inspired us but it's like they put out splits with everybody (laughs) (laughs) not so special but you know yeah but it's (laughs) no it's special yeah, no, no. It's, it's, I love that band. We we actually were supposed to do a little uh, tour with them, uh, and then uh, COVID happened, and, and it fell through. Obviously, well, it ruined it for everybody. But um, so so when you start doing Elsa, and you get uh, the the what's the the first the first album is that Maggots Are Hungry? Yeah, well, it, that's not really an album. That was our demo tape. Okay. And uh, it gets called an album all the time, which kind of bugs us, but it's, you know, whatever. That's just how it is. Um, but, yeah, that's the first thing we put out. And when, when you when you started playing out with Ilsa, where did you, like, what kind of bills did you find yourself on? Because I feel like you guys are, I, you shouldn't be, but knowing the area, you're kind of a hard band to pigeonhole in that <laughs> Baltimore and D.C. area. Like, like yeah. Like you can go, but you can you can really trans, transcend a couple different subgenres and not quite fit in to all of them at the same time. Well, that's kind of one of the fun things about Ilsa is that we can play a death metal show, or we can play a doom show, or we can play a hardcore show, and we've even played punk shows like house shows in D.C. with bands that you'd never think would match, but everybody has fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, DC is such a small town. Everybody knows everybody, and it doesn't really matter. Like if you're playing any kind of like DIY abrasive kind of rock music, everybody kind of knows everybody else, and uh, it mixes together. I mean, lately there's been a lot more just straight up metal shows coming through the past couple of years. But uh, yeah, it hasn't always been that way. Well, it always changes, and it's a bit of a pain in the ass to, to figure out what's. Uh what's cool you know not that that shit matters anymore but you know it's hard, <laughs> right. it's, it's hard to it's hard to know what's going to change who knows what the next the next trend's going to be you know yeah not, not me yeah <laughs> so all right so you you put out a you know maggots are hungry you play a couple shows you do you know you do the uh record with the italian name that i can't say uh, you, <laughs> you end up on a389 um and you put a couple records out, a few records out on A three eight nine, I guess, right? There's a couple, two full lengths and a split, I think. Yeah, um, two full lengths and a split, and then the split with Coffins was going to be on A three eight nine, but he called it quits before it could come out, so it ended up on Relapse. Oh, okay, I didn't. Well, I thought I thought that Coffin split was a lot earlier than that. I guess I'm wrong. No, that was the first thing we did with Relapse. Oh, very nice. Well, that, so and then when you end up with Relapse, you do how many albums do you have on Relapse now? Two. Two. Corpse Fortress and, and Prayer. Right. Right. So Prayer, I, all right, this is something i got to bring up with you. I don't think you ever considered this, or maybe you did, and I, I suspect you don't give a shit, and rightfully so. But I don't think you ever considered the uh, editorial nightmare that the names of your album titles uh, create. Well, you, you know how many squiggly lines I get when I type in Intoxicantations and Prayer? and <laughs> You're fucking me up here. Word no, documents know, are not happy. I know it. I know it because I'm constantly uh, ego searching my band. So, <laughs> so Google, did you, did you mean this? <laughs> yeah. So, so you do all you you you're on now. What your sixth album, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, what is what's different about this one that you just put out, Prayer? 
Um, well, I think the most obvious one is that it sort of has a theme running through it. Um, and I think the, I mean, everybody sounds the same when they're talking about their new album. I think it sounds more focused. The songs are <laughs> tighter. I think we've paid more attention to, but I think that all that, all that is true. I, uh, when we were writing these, I was trying to like make them catchy somehow. Yeah. And, uh, if that sounds dumb for this kind of music, I don't know, but I think, it, I think you can write catchy stuff like this. Absolutely. And, uh, and I think Orion tried harder to write vocal patterns that were a little, it's dumb again. <laughs> they were a little catchier. And, uh, we put a little bit of melody into it that wasn't there before in a couple of spots. And, uh, I don't know. I think, uh, it just sounds better than the other records too. I agree. I, well, I've, I, I, I enjoy it. And, um, in, in, uh, I, I know what you're talking about in the catchiness. I know, I mean, it's only been out since what the November 20th, right? So, yeah. so that means I heard, I got it probably the beginning of November. It probably came to my email. So I've had it for, you know, what a, what a month and a half and I don't listen to it, you know, every day, like, you know, you might you might be expecting, but but so but I know. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I when I do listen to it, I do know parts already. You know, like there's there's enough in oh. it. There's enough in it that it's memorable. You know, and good. which is well, that's good to hear. What, so which my point is that it's that's hard to fucking do when you're playing. I don't know what we categorize you guys as: sludge, doom, death, some kind Any of, of some words. kind of metal. Um, that's that's a hard thing to do when when you're playing this this style of music, and it seems, and maybe this is just me not having a clue and just looking going off the internet, but it seems like it's it's kind of working. Um, I see you keep popping art, uh, popping up on the only metal chart that I've ever seen. Uh, that Gimme Metal thing keeps showing <laughs> Poor Devil every week as yeah, uh, yeah. one of their best or top played songs. Yeah, I guess uh, that's a good thing. It's weird. I I really don't have any frame of reference for like what is how do you tell if your record's doing well i have no idea i mean we're getting good reviews and yeah we're on that chart i'm doing a a dj set for gimme metal um so how many are apparently interested in what we're doing how many weird al songs that's what you're building that's what the weird out playlist is for isn't it <laughs> no they said specifically no uh it has to be like metal it has to be metal so no polka medleys <laughs> That's bullshit. But call it a poco medley. How about that? <laughs> poco medley? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'll try and see if they let me slip that through. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> um, so, so, uh, so, so you mentioned that this is a concept album or kind of a concept album, right? I, yeah. I, I was going to ask if it was because I like I I didn't read I purposely didn't read a lot of what was going on here because I wanted to, I wanted to hear from you, but you know, you have mm-hmm. the, you have the audio clips at the, at the beginning of the record and at the beginning of the last song on the record. What is, what is that? And does that have to do with the concept? Well, I'll, I can give you a loose idea. It's really our singer, Orion and our guitar player, Tim's like idea. Um, they've always been obsessed with Sean Sellers. Um, but I think the the way it all sort of ties together is well, I mean, first of all, it's a crazy story that what what that kid did. But the prayer idea is, you know, obviously there's like a double meaning there. There's like somebody who's praying and someone who's praying on somebody. Yeah. And and Sean did that with his family and and was killing his family as a form of prayer. At least he thought he was. And then later on in his life, when he was in jail, these guys wanted to use his story to promote their church and and make some money off of their uh, religious ideas. So they used Sean. They prayed on Sean in 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 their form of prayer, and and it just goes on and on. And people get prayed on it all the time. And uh, and the the uh, how do I put it? Prayers are said in the... Uh, I don't know how to say this. People get prayed on by people who are praying all the time. Okay, I got you. I guess, I guess that's what I mean. And that's the, sort of the theme of the record. I, I got you. That makes sense. So, it's, so this is the first time you guys... Or maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Is this the first time that there's been a theme on a record? Did you say that earlier? Yeah, the first time we really had a, more of a focused idea... 
even though it's not the most focused idea. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you got to leave room to breathe. You got to, you know, room to. Well, there's got to be room for interpretation too. That's part of the magic of uh, music. Yeah, you need a little wiggle room, a little uh, right room for that weird owl influence. Um, but I mean, I'm not saying this is the next dark side of the moon, but. Uh, <laughs> Give it a few listens. If you play it while you watch and walk, the Wizard of Oz, yeah, it can it can sync up. <laughs> you never know. Um, so, so th- anyway, this is this one uh, you did. You guys have uh, put a video out for a song that I would try to say, but I'm sure I get it wrong. Um, can you say it so I don't have to? Shibboleth. Yes. All right. I was, that's what I was going to say. See, I need to have more confidence in my English. I'm, I'm, I'm very, <laughs> I'm very afraid to speak English sometimes. It's just a problem. It's my only language. Well, you seem to be doing all right. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm doing my best. <laughs> so, um, so you did that, which obviously you guys are limited what you can do to promote a record at this point because you can do this, you can do interviews, or you can do what you did with that with that video. Um, right. Is have you? Is there any other? Is that was that? Was that designed to be basically the the quote unquote single for this album? Well, we weren't thinking about singles when we wrote the record. We were once we were done. We were like, which records, did, which songs do you think we should put out first? And uh, you know, we kind of talked to Relapse and thought saw, saw what they thought, and we were kind of on the same page. So that's just how they ended up getting picked. But we did the video for shibboleth simply because we didn't have enough time to get a video together before the first song was going to come out (laughs) (laughs) fair enough that works but it but it's i I, you see a lot of these videos now but yours was different and i i know this is this is a small difference but it was different in that you guys were actually in the same room which uh which and and look like like safely According to according to uh, the, the the guidelines that we're supposed to live by now, it looks like you did it by all the rules. And oh yeah, we were trying to be we're trying to be as safe as we can. And most of the time in that video, we're not in the room together. It's just one person in the room. Oh wow! We just did we did one run through with everybody. That was very good editing then. Yeah, Frank at Relapse did all the editing. He's really awesome, and he's insanely fast. Well, with with uh, with. With visual stuff for Ilsa, as as you talked about earlier, you you pretty much have dominated that for the band, right? And I'm sure they're cool with that. Otherwise, uh, somebody would have spoke up by now. Um, but yeah, but you you, you well, do all the artwork. Is how how important is the visual aspect of the aesthetic of Ilsa to you guys and the rest of the band? I think it's as important as the music. Um, we're all real visually oriented people. We love movies. We love art. And uh, we love collecting music specifically because of cool album covers and stuff like that. Posters, T-shirts, all that stuff. Uh, it's easily as important as the music. When 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 you guys started doing this, did, what, is there like a... Well, hold on. How do I rephrase? Is there a... There's not like a Ilsa mascot, is there? There's not like a thing that's on every record. Mm, there's a skull on every record. <laughs> uh, is that, is that, is that just by chance? <laughs> you, mm, no, I try to put a skull on every record, and 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 when I can get away with it, I try to have the skull have one eyeball. Um, and that is a kind of a mascot or a, a recurring visual, you know, image that you'll see with Ilsa as a skull with one eyeball. I got that. I never caught that. Now I'm gonna have to look for it. Um, I was I, I had out I had out all your records earlier today, and I was just like looking over the artwork, knowing knowing that you, you've done all of them, right? Well, if you look at like Intoxicantations, the back cover, Orion drew that whole back cover, and uh, inside Intoxicantations, all the lettering was done by Garrett, who isn't in the band any longer, but stuff like that, and and on uh, Corpse Fortress, Orion did all the bugs and stuff in the background on the cover. We uh, I thought the uh, I thought Intoxicantations is the same on the front and the back. I thought that was all a continuous thing. It does continue into the same picture, but it's two different artists. Ah, oh, see, I'm I'm too much of an idiot to know that. You know, you could have taken credit for all of it, and I was just been amazed. <laughs> well, he might be listening. <laughs> yeah, you've you've lied to him before. You can lie to him again. Yeah. Uh, so, but I, that, that's a that, what. 
I wish I wish I could draw. I wish I could do anything artistic. So like the fact like so so you've mentioned a bunch of things here, and I gotta mention I gotta imagine that you're I mean well obviously you're quite a talented person because you you said you played bass, you played guitar, you played drums, you do all all, all this great artwork, um, and and you fucking repair metal. Like <laughs> I don't know how does this. I don't even know. I don't even know that I have a question about that. I'm just. I'm just impressed. That, like, because you know, I. I don't know. What's it like to have to be to be skillful at several different things? Like, do you do you consider that? Like, how how I don't know. Is gifted the word? How good? Oh. How good you are at doing shit? I don't know. I just uh, just always done it. Um, it doesn't seem like anything out of the ordinary to me and, and all my friends do it you know all my all the people i hang out with are in bands or or doing artwork or doing something you're making a podcast <laughs> yeah yeah I but that's i couldn't make a podcast i have no idea how to do it and, and i i mean even as i talk now I, I feel like uh the stupidest things are coming out of my mouth <laughs> no don't worry i usually handle the stupid things so uh, i'll just <laughs> i'll just out stupid you and then you know don't worry about it you could um <laughs> But so, but you know, so we mentioned all this stuff that you do with Ilsa, with you, you know, that you do. But you, you got other stuff going on too. And uh, you and I both know that you, you do some writing for, uh, uh, you know, other other musical endeavors. I guess we should mm-hmm. say. Um, particularly, you've done a lot of work with Integrity. Played with Integrity for a while, but now are you just what's what's your current involvement with Integrity? It's kind of amorphous. <laughs> <laughs> I am sort of well. I'm helping Dom write the record right now. Yeah, um, we've been working on that for a while and playing drums on the demos. I don't know if I'm going to be on the album or not, but uh, I'm definitely helping get it, you know, into shape. Well, you did the last record, right? Yeah, yeah, which is which is great, and that went over fantastically. And you did a, you did a bit of touring, correct? Yeah, I played with them for about a year. We did a bunch of stuff. Went to Japan, went to Mexico, uh, went to Europe a couple of times. Um, you know, it was a crazy year. Um, but honestly, all that on top of Ilsa and my shop, because I, I don't just work at the shop, I run the shop. Right. Um, and just everything else, it was it was insane. That year was insane. That's awesome. That's it still must be a very cool thing to to get to do. And and oh, man. and I know how it much was, uh, I know how much work you guys do, you know now just as uh, on the regular uh, you and Dom yeah. and uh, yeah it's 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 cool to see and hear some of that um, <laughs> stuff and yeah I don't know, I'm excited for what you guys are doing but the cool. the the um, oh I, I I know that that we kind of got off track there but the, the, with Ilsa stuff so I was listening to I was listening to um, to prayer as I was on the elliptical this morning. And I was listening to it while I was sitting at my desk working earlier today, and I was like, and every time, like, God damn it, like I can't hear, I can't hear this band unless I listen to it really loud. Yeah. What What is that? Is that? Do you do that on purpose? How do you How do you make it that you have to listen to Ilsa at ten? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't. All the details come out when you turn it up. Uh, I don't know how we did it, but it definitely sounds better when it's loud, and the louder the better. <laughs> It does, unless your speakers, unless your speakers break, and then you've gone too far. <laughs> that's how you know. <laughs> yeah, and that's you guys. You guys have three guitarists in the band, right? Yeah. How did that? Is that and that, is that is that a, a, out of bringing uh, what's his name back in to the fold? Is that yeah, how that happened? That's exactly what it is. We were. I was like feeling kind of like we had done everything that we kind of wanted to do, and I was like feeling kind of bummed and and like you know, what are we going to do next? And I was like, maybe we just need somebody new in to help write stuff or like a new fresh ear, you know? And, uh, really the, the impact it would have on our sound was as far as like heaviness goes, wasn't their first thought. And then I was like, Oh, Dylan, he probably can play guitar fine now. So it would make perfect sense to ask Dylan. So that's how it happened. Well, that makes sense. And that's a that's a that's a cool way. <laughs> that's a cool reason for it, not to you know, because I, I think yeah. most people would assume it's uh, we're, we're gonna get heavier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it is it is funny to like see people. I mean, people either 
think it's really cool when you show up with like three full stacks and a huge base rig, or they think it's laughably stupid. <laughs> you know, they either think it's awesome or that you're an idiot. That's what you want, right? You don't <laughs> you don't want to have indifference. You just want no. I don't want any middle ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love it or hate it. <laughs> It'd just be better if the if when people hated it, more funny things happened. Like, don't you wish that if people hated uh, watching Ilsa, that they would still throw pies and tomatoes? Like that would be. I mean, that would be more yeah, fun if they're delicious pies. I wouldn't mind. No, they can't be I delicious can't. pies. If if <laughs> if they were throwing pies at you, what was what's the least delicious pie that you would like to be thrown at you? Were I you, mean, anything with fish in it, like a sardine pie. I didn't even a, I didn't even imagine a pie with sardine or fish in it. That's you went way too far with this. See, that's <laughs> I thought. Like you just be like, oh, I don't really like. Uh, uh, I don't know. Peach pie. Is peach a pie? Do they put peaches in pies? Yeah, sure. They'll put anything in a pie. Anything? I guess those I British bet, people put British people put meat in pies, don't they? They put meat in pies? They put eels in pies? They I don't, don't want to get hit with e- an eel. They don't put eels in get, pies. Sure they do. <laughs> I've never heard of such. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even have eels in Britain, do they? Oh, my son, have I got some stories to tell you. <laughs> they put eels in pies in England, you know. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous but i hope it happens now i hope i hope the next show that somebody doesn't they, they they listen to this and they're like i really don't like ilsa i'm going to go to the next show in 2023 and throw an eel pie at them and then they had to go no, out and no, catch you know an what? eel in that case i think the worst pie would definitely be a cherry pie oh you that like- would be the worst <laughs> that'd be the worst pie to ever get hit with anybody that's listening if you're gonna hit me with a pie please no cherry pie <laughs> that sounds like a trick I like it. <laughs> no, that's well. I don't know. I, you know, you, you, sardine pie, eel pie. It all sounds pretty terrible. But, uh, but what doesn't sound terrible is this new Ilsa record. Which, by the way, um, November twentieth. And I've already asked you. I think uh, the feedback for it. And I guess you can't really do much else other than this right now. Is so. Is there? Is there any future plans for Ilsa right now? Is is has this lockdown um, like accelerated writing process for another oh. record? <laughs> we yeah, we already have like half a record written. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, actually, we were getting together and practicing for a little while, but things have gotten pretty bad again as far as the virus goes. So we decided to to cut out practice again until things calm down. So I'm not sure what's going to happen right now. Um, I'm still writing. I mean, I write uh, most of the music for Elsa these days. So I'm writing in my basement still. And I can email stuff back and forth. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen in the immediate future. Um, we would love to once things get back to normal. We, we still have never gone out to Europe or gotten across outside of the country except to Canada one time. It's ridiculous. No, that doesn't count. Canada's awful. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we gotta get it. We gotta get out of this stupid country and, and see the world. Well, that's very, well, I hope, I hope, I mean, I, I know we all hope it's over soon and you can do that, but I really do hope you do. I think a lot of people ended up in, I mean, obviously you know this and so do I, that a lot of people ended up in this situation now where you got to put out a record. Um, I don't Well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you didn't is, was this record planned to be released this year? Yeah. Yeah. We were always planning on doing it this year. we, we started recording it before we recorded it as things happened with the virus. Like we knew it existed, but it wasn't until we actually started recording that they were like, Oh yeah, it's here. And we're going to have to start shutting things down. And by the time we were done recording, it was like the next day was the shutdown. So, so that's, I think, well, I, I, how am I trying to say this? I, I'm glad you put it out because as I've talked to a lot of people, about this this year some bands are sitting on albums and i don't i don't quite understand that because mm. uh, oh just because uh, so they can tour on it later on yeah but like it's open-ended you know like when is that gonna yeah. happen like you, you at least and i and i know people who have heard me say this several times but you you kind of have a captive audience right now and i think best case scenario people get to get familiar with your record and then by the time you're out there mm-hmm. you know touring on it to well aware of it Maybe that's just a. I think people optimism, will remember but... us by by the time we're back. I think people will remember us and want to see us play. 
Oh yeah, and they're gonna be like, God damn it! I've been holding on these these eel pies have been taking up so much room in my fridge. <laughs> they're really wait. starting to stink. They're gonna hit these guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> but all right, Josh. Well, hey, thank you very much for uh, coming on here and having this conversation with me on a Tuesday night. Oh um, yeah, man. I I I really haven't. Uh, not only do I enjoy this record, but I've enjoyed your band for uh, many years now. How? Well, I, I didn't ask this earlier, but how many years has it been for Ilsa? We've been a band for 12 years. 12 years. Right. Yeah. We played our first show on election night when Barack Obama got elected. So it's easy to keep track. That, yeah. Just keep track of who's president and how long they've been president. <laughs> That's not easy. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. hey, it should be easy. But, you know, some people can't tell you how many states there are. So, you know, <laughs> but all right, dude, thanks for doing this. Um, I, I love what you do. Um all, all your creative output, your, your artwork, your your albums with Ilso, with with integrity. Um, I think I think the shit you do is very impressive, and uh, I, I hope you guys get the opportunity to actually tour on this at some point. Whatever, who knows when it is? Maybe yeah. we all get vaccinated next week, and then we can all run around like idiots again. Um, yeah, exactly. We'll see. But hey, thanks for doing this, I, and I really uh, appreciate all the kind words, and it was a lot of fun. So there you have it. That was my conversation with Joshi, and the song there at the end was Shibboleth, which is what they did the video for, which I stupidly thought everybody was in the same room. Is it good editing, or am I a moron? You watch the video, you decide. But again, I'd like to express some gratitude to Joshi for coming on and doing the interview. Always appreciated to each and every guest of Getting It Out podcast, and I guess to you, the listeners too. You guys are pretty cool, especially if you sign up for the Patreon. Am I putting this down a little too hard? Yeah, maybe I am. But hey, you got to push, right? You got to push. Okay, so let's wrap this one up. As always, you can keep up with what's happening with Getting It Out at gettingitout.net or at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast on Instagram and facebook.com slash getting it out podcast. Keep an eye out. Always big things happening. Just you don't see a lot a lot of them. All right? They're coming. It's the, it's It's impending. Eventually, big things happen. 
with getting it out and getting it out.net. Okay, so that's going to be it for this one. I'm going to play you a song by a band from, where are these guys from? Uh, maybe Turkey, maybe, um, where, where are they from? Where, where, where is Hyperdonsha from? Yeah, they're from Turkey and Denmark, an international-based band. Hyperdonsha. I'm probably saying that wrong, but, uh, you know, I'd say every band's name wrong in this podcast until somebody corrects me, so that's what we're doing. Um, this one is off of their split with Mortiferum. Um, it's coming out on Carbonized Records. I think it's out there now, but yeah, you can find it. Um, this one's called Punctured Soul. Thank you for listening to episode 152. Bye-bye.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.